What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode recap. This is episode two of season 39, Challenge Battle for a New Champion. I'm Mike Lewis, obviously, and my co-host, who was with me the first episode, Blair. Welcome back. How's it going? Lauren Blair Donovan, full name. Hi. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> Listen, I don't know what you wanted me to, you know, kind of call you by, so I was just shortening it. But yeah. Yeah, Blair is good, but yeah, I'll, for all the people who don't know me, Lauren Blair Donovan. <laughs> I'm confusing cool. and go by the middle of my name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, um, so we're recording this and um, off the heels of episode two. And I personally, actually, maybe you might be able to attest to this. I definitely felt like there was a lot more to dive into and sink our teeth into with episode two than there was in one, which naturally that's probably a common occurrence considering, you know, more stories being fleshed out um, and there's yeah, more yeah. gameplay as we get closer into it. Um, again, I was very impressed by sort of the layout of the challenges like we like we pointed out the first episode, it seemed like there was definitely like a conscious sort of decision to kind of make the challenges a lot more closer to home in the sense that like they were easier to do um, or not inconceivably hard to do, I should say, mm -hmm. um, which I, I enjoyed. And we'll get into that, too. But, um, yeah, just off the bat, like, did you feel like episode two uh, was sort of on the uh, more interesting side than one? It was and it wasn't for me. And I think what it is, is that I recently watched the most recent challenge episodes, right? So I'm still kind of like the seasons and I'm still familiarizing myself with a lot of these people. And half of them are kind of new because they're from like other countries that have not been on like a US challenge yet and that I've seen at least. And I'm still like a little overloaded with getting to know everyone. And so like the stakes feel kind of lower. Like I like Chauncey cause I like him from ride or dies, but I don't know him super well either. And I had no idea who his opponent was. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, I wanted him to win, but I also was like, but the other guy seems nice too. Like they're both kind of strangers sort of to me. Yeah. I just kind of know Chauncey <laughs> a little more. He's an acquaintance versus a stranger. Right. And there's a lot of acquaintances and strangers on the cast. And I was like kind of shocked that like it felt like in the beginning it was going to be the battle of the genders that we kind of talked about in the last episode. And they talked about it for maybe five minutes and then that got dropped pretty fast. And then like they were trying to figure out if there was going to be a twist, like you can only call out uh, someone who called out your name and stuff so there but then that ended up not being a thing and so there was like a little messy sort of in terms of editing and storytelling because like we also dropped the relationship between uh michelle and what's that guy's name that she's dating? callum callum you know like that was barely rough it felt like season or the not season one sorry episode one set us up for what we where we thought it was going and then they dropped a lot of it in season or episode two sorry it's early my time episode two so i was just kind of like i had to rewatch the episode to get more into it because i was like so like my palette was not aligned going in yeah. does that make sense <laughs> no i think episode one kind of they like pushed it right in front of your face like this is this is what we want you to think it's going to be yeah and two did a good job of subverting our expectations however i will say you mentioned about them not really talking about the callum and michelle thing they did a good job of showing without telling because they actually there was it was very quick 
in passing, but I caught it. They showed um, towards the beginning of the episode, they were all like by the pool. They showed mm. a quick shot and it was just like Michelle and him, like I think, you know, quick little smooch or whatever, like by the pool. Like, yeah. they they, like it was like, you know, just in front of you, but like very quick and passing, like blink and you miss it type of thing. That's going to come up. Um, at some yeah. Because they referenced it at one point too. I don't know if it was Huey or if it was, yeah, it was uh, Melissa I, and the guy that she's dating, but someone said we could be the next challenge couple. That was Huey. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle and Callum look out. So I mean, like, yeah, they're they're sprinkling it in, but it's like I thought I knew the assignment going into this episode, and I was like, whoa, wait, what is even happening? And who are these people again? So yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm I'm with you. I'm kind of like in the same boat. Obviously, as you know, like. A lot of these people are kind of, I'm trying to familiarize myself with more too. Like I know, you know, for the most part, like um, what the, what the situation is, but again, you know, I'm still kind of getting my feet wet again with the flagship. So like, you know, this is all kind of on the fresher side to me, as far as, you know, in some of the individuals go, Um, Huey's probably a great place to start because we talked about episode one, how they were kind of doing a pretty good job distributing, um, who like get distributing just screen time and like you know mm-hmm. character depth to a lot of people i felt that this episode for me at least i feel like sort of went out of its way to sort of highlight huey as the main yeah. figure point of the episode sort of like the main narrator to me at least because we saw like from the top obviously him and olivia had what i consider like a pretty endearing conversation about like their upbringings and yeah, we're having like a little bit of a moment, which I'm glad they included that. And I'm glad that it's in place because this is some like real world-esque conversations yes, and stuff. And this is. is what fans such as you and I have been clamoring for, yes. for the last few years here. Um, so I'm glad they included that part um, because it's very important. And like, you know, somebody who's watching for the sport element of that, fine. That's fine. Everybody yeah. has like their thing that they, you know, look out for. So you might not like, particularly care for that or might just not even pay attention or notice it but for fans like us who very much so pay attention to the character development of you know the personalities on screen it's very important to include that because when you know rubber meets the road here and it's coming time to kind of root for who you want to win like an elimination or something those arguments or you know character development the endearing Mm -hmm. moments the personalities things that are being said with a dialogue that is going to come up in our memory when we decide like, Oh, who do we want to see win this later on in the season? And that's why you were yeah. rooting for people back in the day. That is why you were rooting for Paula Walnuts yes. in an elimination against Anissa, for example. Yes. This is why it's about the why. And I'm glad that they established what the why was right at the very top of this episode. I wholeheartedly agree. And I've been thinking a lot about this because uh, I've been kind of ODing on the challenge between catching up with seasons I miss and then going into older ones for my YouTube to do a deep dive on and, and, and now watching this new season. I've been thinking a lot about how it's often called the fifth sport now, right? 
And then, like, the thing that's different is that, yes, sometimes we know about, like, Michael Jordan's personal life or Magic Johnson. I don't know. I, all my sports references come from 90s basketball. But, like, uh, you know, like, we know a little bit about them. But at the end of the day, it's about, like, how well they play. You know, it's not as much or rarely it's about their personal lives. But the real world and road rules, we knew their personalities first before we really saw them compete in an athletic manner. And I remember Wes was on, I think it was Brain Candy with Susan and, or Susan, oh, I'm so tired of it, Susie and Sarah. And um, basically he was talking, this is years ago, but he was talking about how it's such a dynamic game because mm-hmm. of the personal, like not just the political stuff, but also the personal stuff. And I love that you brought up Paula and Anissa because they, they could have been rivals, not because they hated each other, but they were always they like in four, three or four different times they went in elimination, I think. And they kind of went toe-to-toe. Like, yeah. Paula would win one, Anissa would win one. You know what I mean? It was kind of, like, pretty flip-floppy, for them, if I'm remembering it correctly. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's such a different experience than watching baseball. <laughs> Despite that basketball is where all my references come from. I'm a baseball girl, and it's like, I love it, but... E- there's not nearly as much human drama. I think that's like what I would call it that plays into all of this. And I think that's a part of why I'm like, I think when I rewatch this season years from now, I'll probably love it. But like with fresh eyes, not knowing all these people, it's a little overstimulating at times. And I'm like, who are these people? Cause I don't know who to root for. Like, it's cool to get to know these new people, but, and it's cool that they're not doing the thing of throwing rookies in first because everyone's kind of sort of a rookie or at least not like a vet vet but it does lack some of the human drama of like ct going up against jay in one of the earlier episodes and then like jay winning in the big upset you know like like things like those elements are not at play where like Mm -hmm. someone one of the vets is being thrown in for whatever the reason against a rookie and so it's just like i'm a little disorientated i'm not hating it i'm not even disliking it but it's I don't know who to root for. <laughs> no, yeah. I I think when you bring up about the fifth sport, I see like such an interesting contrast because I remember right at the very beginning of when they started calling it the fifth sport, I was still uh I was I was a senior in high school. Um because this is like we're talking like towards like what like twenty like probably twenty fifteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something along those lines. Um is when the fifth sport stuff started. I remember when that first happened, me being a high school football player, I loved it. I was like, um, sport, yeah, ooh, yeah. As we're sitting here now, like, very removed from that, um, I'm like, like, I kind of, like, you know, scoff at the idea of considering, the, you know, the, the show a sport. So yeah. that's an interesting contrast now to kind of look at it from two different lenses as, like, yeah. I guess it really varies where you are in your life, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. I love the Huey and James dynamic, though. That was Me really too. fun. <laughs> I love that straight guys are now close with gay guys. You know, because, like, back in, like, especially the early real-world days or even the earliest challenge days, there was still a lot of homophobia. I mean, that's yeah. still transpired in certain ways. Like, the world's not a utopia still. But, like, I love that this buff guy who's straight is, like, joking about getting married and having children with Huey <laughs> if it does if they don't find the people of their dreams. Like I I love the security in that masculinity so much. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a change of pace from the toxic masculinity. <laughs> yes, yeah, from the early days. Woo. <laughs> 
yeah, we also saw um, Kylan and Melissa was sort of a um, storyline that I think yeah. is, is, we're going to be seeing being prevalent. Uh, I actually what like you think her. Of them? What do you um, think of them? I like it because in the seasons past, we've seen Melissa kind of be like this fiery type of, um, yeah. you know, character. And Kylan seems like such like a, a mild mannered, like yeah. just, you know, sweet guy. So I'm interested to kind of see um, how that plays out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, how would you? Yeah, that's actually a good. I guess this is a little further in the episode, but I guess since we're on the topic now, I might as well um, talk about it from the top here. Um, we, we obviously know like with the club scene where like everybody was like, Oh, kiss, kiss, whatever. Oh yeah. Um, putting yourself in that moment, how would you have like, as you know, a woman, let's just say, how would you have like reacted? Would you have been offended? Like if that happened to you or could you see? Oh, both I love that you are asking that. Cause I had such a split screen in my head watching it. Um, initially I was like, Oh my god, that's not cool. But then when I heard him explain his reasons, it was like, oh, I, I get it. If you whether you have social anxiety or, or whether you're on the autistic spectrum, like you there's valid reasons why people don't do things. It's not always like a diss, like I'm not into you or I'm ashamed of you, or you know what I mean, the way she read it. But I think as a woman, I think I would maybe feel a little type of way about it because like, in the moment, in real time, not having the context that he eventually provided her. Because, like, women are conditioned that, like, we have to be pursued. We have to be, like, you know, like, won over. <laughs> and so anytime mm -hmm. something is, like, low effort or phoned in or we're confused, that's why we're, like, oh, no, does he not like me? Am I not desirable? Like, that's sort of the cultural too long didn't read. But I get both sides, and I love how much grace she gave him the second he was like, no, I'm autistic. And she was like, I didn't know that. And she was so genuinely curious and present. And I made me kind of like them as a duo, honestly, that they could communicate. Because that's such a big part of being in a relationship, communication. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I've actually been, like, I've had that scenario happen to me, not in, like, the same exact way. Yeah. But, like, I've been on, like, the opposite shoe. Like, I've had, like, um, like my... I, at a prom my senior year of high school um it was like the girl i was kind of seeing like at the, at that time her and i weren't like you know like official or anything like uh -huh. that but like we were everybody knew kind of like what the situation was like we were yeah, yeah, yeah. like we i had the i was the melissa of the situation oh so. <laughs> funny how that works right were but, they egging you on because that part was annoying it's annoying no like there wasn't kids. the egging wasn't happening but like mm -hmm. it was during a slow dance and people kind of like you know moved us towards each other kind of uh, like oh guys you guys gotta you know you know have this thing happen and that's kind of how it happened so yeah. oh that sucks that sucks <laughs> so you sympathize with Melissa but it wasn't like a thing where like everyone was kind of doing their own thing so like thankfully i wasn't like in front of everybody where everyone's like go, right. go. yeah so right. but i know like kind of the similar situation so for anybody who wants to make fun of me there you go there's your ammunition um uh i want to talk about the daily challenge a little bit because i don't know if you remember this but this daily challenge reminded me of one that was very similar to the ruins. And it was a daily challenge that Wes was trying to throw on the ruins. Oh, right that's right. Yeah. He was shaking the rope while they were all climbing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. That's what this daily challenge reminded me of. Thankfully, we had no, uh, you know, treason, treasonous acts going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This one. But, uh, you know, 
this is actually what that reminded me of a hard challenge but it's not a challenge that's unheard of like you know you don't have yeah. like you know it's not like this army level like well actually maybe to a certain extent but like you know it's something you know from the past like we've seen yep. something similar to this before so i like that there's um you know a little bit of that going on here and um you know with them kind of deliberating the strategy again oh my god they're kind of a hot mess when it comes to they're such strategy. a mess i mean i'm with you i feel like it's like fun army or fun adventure or whatever where it's like you couldn't build that in your backyard and do that over your pool so it's like an escapism it's a fantasy mm -hmm. it's it's the challenge but it's not like detonating bombs or flying off Mack trucks where you're like, wait, what? You know what I mean? It's not too serious. So I'm with you. Um, it, it's interesting too. Did you clock that like both the first daily mission as well as like this challenge was timed. It was 20 and 23 moments each. Last week was 20 minutes to get everything done. And this time it was 23 minutes to get everything done. And I think that's interesting because like, so many challenges are indefinite like they're mm -hmm. just as long as they take lately and now it's like pretty cut and dry and it that's what makes it feel hard because 20 minutes it could take that long to figure out the strategy to be honest with you that wasn't even something i was even cognizant of so you bringing that up i mean like i'm sure like i might have saw it but like i wasn't right. like you know like it wasn't the first thing on my mind was the time right. now, now that you bring that up um that yeah that is something uh that adds a certain level of you know difficulty i suppose but we saw that huey and chauncey were the two uh people kind of to uh almost in a sense i don't want to say lose it for the their teams but they were they were the they two help. they didn't help <laughs> that's the word we'll use here here on the uh <laughs> here on the Mike Lewis podcast, we're a very common and courtesy common courtesy when it comes to our words here. <laughs> yeah. um, Huey and Chauncey didn't help. Um <clears throat> I think hmm, I don't really know how to I'm trying to think here. I think with Huey we're all kind of not really expecting the thing with it's like a very it's a contrast here because i think with huey i think like us as an audience have been almost like geared towards the idea that we're not supposed to expect huey to to do well yeah and i think the you know the cast there kind of they they're kind of thinking that like all right huey is probably not going to be you know, maybe the best at certain physical challenges, but we're on the other token, you're looking at somebody like Chauncey, right? Who everybody's kind of expecting should be good at these certain right. things. And right. so I think when you're weighing those two things together, I think that Chauncey messing up holds a lot more weight than Huey messing up does. I do too. I remember in one of the more, I don't know if it was 37 or 38, but the, I hate to say this, but like the word popcorn muscles was kind of thrown around a little bit more. <laughs> mm -hmm. And like Chauncey's so built, he looks like he could destroy anyone, like or in anything athletically. Right. And he isn't that 
good. Like, it was hard to tell last season because he was with Amber and mm. it was like a team, it was a teamed thing. And you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't bad. He was good enough to kind of go under the radar. But in right. this challenge, he's not a season. He's not performing the, I don't know. Like, but he's not awful. He's not like a joke. Yeah. He's just the weakest link, kind of, I guess, maybe is a good way to put it. I think I even saw him, like, say after last season that, like, the way he trains isn't necessarily geared towards being, like, gearing his, like, I guess you could say, like, muscles or strength towards, like, athletics as much as it is, like, the aesthetics. Because certain, like, you know, kind of certain people train to look good. Which is a good thing, too, because there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But then there's certain people that, like, you know, they, they train certain ways because it'll help them in an athletic competition. Chauncey came into this franchise as being, like, the the ride or die of somebody else who is, like, an active challenger. So, like, you know, he's living his life training to, let's just say, be like a fitness model or something yeah. like that. So he has no reason to kind of train for a competition. So I don't really know, yeah. like, timing-wise, really, like, um, you know, if he if he knew that, like, okay, I'm the next show I got to, you know, gear myself up for, change up my uh, training, uh, training regimen or whatever to, like, gear me more towards, like, a competition rather than, like, you know, a photo shoot type of thing. <laughs> yeah, and that could take a while because... Mm -hmm. You know, like, he could, um, just because you have muscles doesn't mean that you're going to be gifted at, like, all the different uh, technical aspects of some of the things yeah. of the challenge. Like, that can take a long time to learn. And he also became a new dad recently, too. Like, exactly. they got pregnant pretty quickly, I think, after Ryder dies. So, in real time, yeah, I don't know. He probably isn't in peak condition one way or the other, as good as he looks, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. Which isn't a bad thing, you know, people got priorities, people got yeah. lives, like, you know, it is what it is. At least he's trying, you know, like, it's all you yeah. can really somebody. No, totally. But yeah, it's interesting, like, too, with uh, going back to <laughs> Huey for a second, he's, like, he kind of reminds me, when you were talking about him and how he's being, like, uh, what was the term you used, but, like, painted out to be maybe not as good. We did a lot of comparing last episode about, like, who is representing the old school cast going into the future kind of thing. And they're not really the same flavor, but I see some parallels almost between him and may he rest night because like, they're oh, both yeah. like really big personalities, like in different ways. Like I'm not totally comparing them, mm -hmm. but they're both like no slouches. Like they will deliver sometimes, but they're kind of wild cards where you yeah. don't know if they're going to be good or not. Yeah. Because Knight was, like, a hockey player, too. Yeah, that's right. Just, he was the hockey player who liked to, you know, like, he'll throw beers back with the guys. Like, he yeah. doesn't, you know, you're not going to see him, like, you know, in the kitchen counting, like, his proteins or no. whatever, like some of these other no. guys. No, he's just a dude existing who happens to be athletic and, you know, like, on the challenge. And that that's kind of, there's probably a better comparison to Huey, but that's kind of Huey's energy. And that was the one I came up with a little bit, where he's fun. He's there. He is athletic, but is he CT? No. <laughs> mm -hmm, right. And, um, you know, we're seeing here, I said last episode, we were talking about who people compare to. Mm -hmm. And I said that Raven reminded me of a potential Teresa. And 
I'm glad to say that my premonitions this episode have yes. uh, brought me great fortune because we saw some <laughs> uh, very messy or perceived messy, I guess you could say, gameplay where like Raven's in this alliance with, you know, the American girls. We'll call them the ride or die girls because most of them were, mm -hmm. you know, they were. Yeah, this is when they made their first appearances, um, which is like the. You know, Olivia, Norris, Mariah, Raven, and I think Michelle as like that alliance. And they were all kind of with the, the mindset like, okay, we're all Chauncey's going in. But then we saw Raven kind of go rogue here and look to save Chauncey. Um, and was she part of, because I'm trying to remember. I don't know if you remember this or not. Was she like plotting with the UK people at all? Do you know? It seemed that way because she was talking to, was it Siren or Kieran? Kieran? Kieran. Kieran. <laughs> so bad at names. Um, I just found that out the other day. Yeah. Actually. yeah. I know who Raven is this episode, though. I know last episode. I was yeah. Like, Which one is she? Um, yeah. So they were talking on a couch, I think, at one point, And she told him the USA game plan, I think. Mm -hmm. and oh, then, yeah. And then that was found out. So that's a good, yeah, that is a really good Teresa comparison. Because Teresa, I don't even dislike Teresa, but she, like, she's smart, but she kind of plays both sides of alliances or promises too many things to people. Mm -hmm. And isn't wise about how she goes about it. Right. The way some people are, you know? So that was, that's a good comparison. I agree with that. And, like, you know, we saw a kind of, like, uh, the seeds being planted because I'd consider like Norris kind of like the mouthpiece of the Alliance, at least from, you know, my perspective, yeah. Olivia okay. and Michelle are kind of like the brains. And Norris was basically saying like, Oh, this is, this is why I didn't like her last season. Like, you know, this is, you know, she's this, that, and the third. And we're kind of seeing like th that dialogue's being placed there for a reason. This is yep. not just being, you know, this is not just, you know, Christmas uh, pleasantries here. We're seeing like, this dialogue being placed here because this is going to come in handy very soon in the near future. So, yep. They're planning a uh, little breadcrumbs for us to follow. And I love this because as somebody who is, I'm a big scream fan. Um, also there's this movie barbarian that came out last year. I really like too. I'm not a big horror fan, but I'm, I'm a big horror mystery fan. Mm. I'm more of a show, not tell. Yes. So, breadcrumbs suspense and having to like follow oh, a story yeah. is something that i'm very big on as opposed to like ah, bam let's just smash this guy or whatever like um as i'm not a fan of that horror particular i'm more of like the methodical like build to something yes. kind of. i'm also a wrestling fan a lot of that is you know big dialogue and stuff story so all this is, you know, music to my ears as far as, like, the seed plant goes. This is stuff that you and I are noticing. I don't know if everybody else, you know, picks up on this, but just as, like, you know, just, I'm, 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 I'm aware. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, there's, there's only so many minutes in an episode, so they, and they film all day, so they have to pick the perfect clips to tell the story. And I don't know if you noticed this, but, like, I feel like the challenge in recent years has gotten way better at burying the lead of who's actually going into elimination. I feel like back in like the gauntlet and inferno days in the beginning of the episode, they would always showcase the people who were probably going in. And it's like, if you didn't, if you weren't paying attention to ACE or something and all of a sudden you're getting his backstory, you know, he's going into elimination <laughs> to build stakes. Right. And I thought Huey and 
Chauncey were going into elimination. Like, oh, I yeah, yeah, you would have thought that that's yeah. what that was. But then I was like, wait, they've gotten better at this. Maybe one or both <laughs> of them isn't. And so I was, I'm surprised, I'm glad that they, in addition to showing and not telling, they leave little red herrings for us savvy viewers. Exactly, the red herrings. That's too. I'm glad you said that's that particular, you know, term because that's the two, you know, franchises, movies, whatever that I listed, that red herrings are. Yes. You know, riddled throughout them. In fact, they're a big component. So, yeah, mm -hmm. Huey was this episode's red herring. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> do you, do you, so you like that better then, right? Like kind of the art of deception. Yeah, because yeah, I don't like it. My brain, I'm so hyper vigilant, you know, mm -hmm. and because I'm in the industry, I usually more with scripted television because I'm not in reality. But like I can see the bones of a script. If someone all of a sudden starts talking about their sister and you didn't know they had a sister, you know, there's going to be a knock at the door and the sister's going to come up in three. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just like as I understand how to like write a script, you know, and so you can't not see it when you're watching and it sucks because it ruins media for you. But, like, reality TV used to be like that because it was so formulaic, and now it's gotten a little more interesting, and you're like, ooh, wait, is this a red herring? Is this not? So I, yeah. I, I, I like being on the edge of my seat because I'm pretty hard to shock. Mm -hmm. So we get to the deliberation that happens in, I'm assuming, like, the backyard patio. We get to the deliberation um, out in the backyard, and um, we'll call this the tale of two speeches because we couldn't have gotten you know further from speeches than what we got in this we got huey on the other hand giving you um you know probably our best imitation of i think what callum called what was it i don't know if it was braveheart was it yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, Callum's actually growing on me. I don't. I'm not a proponent of cheating on your girlfriend on TV, but like, he's entertaining. He's entertaining. <laughs> he provides very funny confessionals, and um, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, yeah. From yeah. an objective standpoint, that makes for very com compelling television. So he, he's trending up for me. But anyways, <laughs> um. Huey gave a really good speech uh, where he's basically like, I don't care if I'm going in or not. Like, I'll face anybody. And um, seemingly won over, you would think, like, that would have been, like, they're in right there. Like, oh, this yeah. guy just said he'll go in. Let's just throw him down. Say his name. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But instead, that kind of won them over. Um, and then you had Chauncey's speech. Now... Or question session. It was like, have I, have I ever done you wrong? Have I ever done you wrong? <laughs> I would love to ask Chauncey this, and my gut tells me that I'm going to have the chance to in a very near future. Um, yeah. I wonder if he genuinely thought when he was going around the, the room that everybody was going to be like, no, no. Like, just tell yeah. him what he wants to hear, or if he was genuinely asking for his own inquiry. Like, right. I want to know what I've done to you. I think that he thought that everybody was going to say no. I think so, too. I think it's a case of, like, look, he's not Johnny Bananas. He he didn't, like, take the money and run teach, right? You know what I mean? Like, he hasn't screwed people over to that extent. But he has, like, done gameplay. That's what I would call it. Like, he, he had to say someone's name over someone else's name or, or was more aligned with someone in the past. I don't think it's, like, egregious. But at the same time, there's that expression where the tree remembers the saw. The saw mm. doesn't remember the tree. And so if you're going to put people on the spot like that, even though you're cool and you're not feuding, 
if you said their name at one point, they're going to remember that way faster than you are. So like, I think because he's just such a nice, likable guy. He was like, I have friends in this. And then they were like, but you did do this one thing to me. And like, you're putting me on the spot and I'm not going to lie on camera. No, you did say my name. So like, but that was, these deliberations are pure comedy. Like They're between, between the I'm so small and short and da, da 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 that thing last week and now this with like did I ever do you wrong? <laughs> yes. Did I ever do you wrong? Yes. I'm like these are the funniest deliberations since a couple of the other ones and now I finally went back and watched um was it Total Madness with the greeting surfling? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I was like oh I've only seen parts of that I realized I missed that in my <laughs> catch up so literally I texted you I was like oh, yep I know what you're talking about now that's so funny <laughs> I forgot about that speech so much I, I, I'm like loving these you know deliberations but there's gonna be more all this messy. <laughs> I just want to know that you know if there's more to this because um, knock on wood Jessica's deliberation interviewed her that dropped earlier this week go check that out there was a lot left on the cutting fr- cutting room floor in that. So I'm assuming, I'm going to assume that there's something that we're not seeing from this. Probably. Um, Probably. That might be more to uh, what Chauncey's, you know, thought process was. He's, like, just, like, just a genuine, like, guy. That's why I, like, feel bad, like, uh-huh. about, like, um, you know, sort of how this all went down. But something that I did find interesting was... The UK guys were plotting to say each other's names, so that way they were essentially going to be burn votes. That was so interesting to me. Because they didn't want to go against each other if that was the twist or something. Like, that's mm-hmm. why they were doing that? Yeah, but it kind of ended up coming back and backfiring because they all, the rest of the USA people found out about it. And yep. since, like, that wasn't the twist... Then they found out, like, oh, these people are being shady. So that's what led to James being called down. And um, I got to say, this was basically like a human Connect Four type yeah. situation. Love this elimination. Love it. Because, again, this is requiring, like, a certain level of, like, endurance and, like, um, strategy. Which, again, level of difficulty without being impossible that's all i could ask for as a fan and or you're not going to necessarily go to the hospital which yeah, sometimes really. is fun sometimes it's fun but you like might, you, you might go elimination you might go to the hospital for maybe like you know like uh, heat exhaust heat exhaustion in the, right. in, the case, in the case of james but that's a story for a different day but like yeah I'll circle back <laughs> <laughs> but, but nothing nothing like you know for a broken bone or anything uh no. <laughs> this was a lot of fun to watch from yeah. my personal vantage point here. I love this elimination. Um, I couldn't tell where it was going. I thought first James was going to win, and then I thought Chauncey was going to win because James <laughs> was so winded, and I felt so bad for him, but I was also like, wow. I forget who said it. Someone in a confessional was like, he is not cut out for a final, and I'm like, ooh, that is true. Red I'm crumb. sorry. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's like a little, come on, little challenge, Deerings. Like, we're gonna we're going to show you how this is going to blow up in the future. Uh, we're adding this confessional over others, but I thought Chauncey could win because James was doing so bad. But even when he was doing bad, he still got more than Chauncey. And I was like, yeah, it was I didn't close, know he was going to win halfway through. I had no idea. No. Yeah, it was close though. <laughs> yeah, it was. He did. Catch and up. it's just funny how we see these two like you know guys that are built like 
built like houses, like <laughs> carrying carrying around these like little so uh, sturdy. Yeah, like trying to play, like connect four. That was funny. <laughs> Apparently, from my you know, I've I'm under, I have it under pretty good authority from uh, one of the uh, people there that was watching this elimination, like on the cast. This was even more fun to watch in person. Oh, I bet. Well, yeah, because the camera can only pick up so much. I imagine if you just have, like, a bird's-eye view and you're watching it kind of go back and forth, like a tennis match or whatever. Yeah. Like, there's no way that would not I'd be I'd rather watch that than a tennis match, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. I would be way more into tennis if this was what this was. If that right, yeah. No offense to any of my tennis watchers out there because, yeah. you know, I know it's, I've got it's a not bad sport. Yeah. yeah, no, I never said it was, but, you know, I'm just everybody's got their, pers their uh, personal yeah. uh, preferences, but... um. I like this episode. In fact, I liked it a lot, even a lot more than episode one. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to say that I, they've got me sucked in yet, but I will say that we're trending upwards and onward um, as far as yeah, like yeah. where I'm kind of sitting uh, with this season. Um, and again, we saw the trailer for episode three. There's some good stuff coming up. You know, we're being there's a big you know, potential blow up fight on this next mm -hmm. upcoming episode three between two of the powerful, uh, you know, sort of vocal and physical women, um, yeah. on the cast that's on the horizon. And then we're te being teased of yet another, um, possible, uh, love angle going on on the next episode. Dun, dun, dun. There's the imaginary piano folks. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I love this episode and, um, I'm excited to see where the season continues to go. Where's, where's like your head at? Yeah, me too. I, I'm i ready for the mercenaries to come in because that's going to be very fun. I am curious to see who the real stars of the season are because last week we were kind of talking Big T and Big T was barely in this episode. That's what I like. You've got like, you know, if you have the ability to showcase other people like yeah. and have it and almost feel like it's seamless, like yeah. of a transition, that, that just says a lot about like, you know, sort of the depth of people that you've got there. Yeah. Which, again, this is not what I expected. Um, this is actually going to sound very hard to believe, but will you believe if I say this? I almost like wish there was no mercenaries coming in. Ooh, hot take, hot take. I just, I like sort of what's happening right now. And like, if they were just duking it out amongst themselves right now, I think actually it'd be pretty compelling. I understand See I understand like why the mercenaries are being brought in from like a plot line perspective yeah. and from a marketing standpoint, but for, I don't know. I just think from a game perspective right now, I feel like their mercenaries aren't needed. See, okay. I would agree with you. If this is my caveat to that, they had people like Shane, Nani, Josh, Kyle, people who are foaming at the mouth to win an elimination, mm -hmm. or not an elimination, again, I'm still tired, of uh, a, a, a challenge, and haven't all these seasons. There's so many new people besides Big T and Jay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think they're the ones yeah. that have done the mm -hmm. most challenges. It's kind of like, I wish there was just a few other people from whether it's older or mid or semi-recent seasons that, like, are so invested in the challenge because we talked about Corey and some other people last yeah. week but like i forgot I've, all week i've been like who else is missing who else is missing and i'm like they would have been great ads so yeah. like just just add a little dimension to the different um eras of yeah. the challenge like then i'd be fine with no mercenaries coming but i want to see some more familiar faces which is why i'm like bring on the mercenaries <laughs> 
you know, it'd been an interesting plot point. What if we had your mercenaries that were, you know, recognizable vets, but those recognizable vets were all vets who had never won. And they were able to win their spot into the game by winning the elimination. Kind like of like, like a Nani, a Josh, yeah. a Jesse, whoever. Like yeah, yeah, they yeah. won either. It, yeah. Win their way into the game by beating one of the active cast members. Because they've done that before. Isn't that how like Ashley entered at one point? Final record. And, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, that'd be cool, too. Like, Exactly. Either of those plans would work with me. I just wish it wasn't all people who had done like maybe five or less challenges or all yeah. very recent challenges. Like that's my only complaint about the season. Cause then I think the stakes for me, at least personally as a viewer would be a little higher. Yeah. Like I like Chauncey. He seems like such a nice human and I like Amber too. And so like, I want to root for them getting money and for their family, but it it's not as deep as like Nani. Because Nani's been around for so long. If Nani was yeah. in an elimination, you're like, oh my god. Even if you mm -hmm. like who she's going against, you're like conflicted. and Because you're like, but I, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, alright. This was a, another great episode. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Thank you all for those that have tuned in. And um, we'll catch you next week. Alright. Bye.